Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Hello, my sweetest friends, and welcome back to Hachzik, our daily Limud. We're up to number 124 in our Limud. As we continue through chapter 22, learning about the Midah of Anava, we are up to the third category of Anava within Anava of deed, Anava in practice, Anava in action. We already wrapped up Anava in Machshava, in perspective, in outlook. And now we are almost done with the second category of Anava, which is Anava in practice. So today we will begin and finish Bez Hashem, the third category of Anava in practice, which is Sinasarabonas Urichasakavod. The practice of detesting positions of authority and fleeing from honor. This practice of hating positions of authority and running away from kavod, from honor, it's a clear, explicit Mishnah Navas. Love work and detest authority. Vamrod and Chazal also tell us there in Avos, Hagas Libo Behora, one who is overly self assured, overly confident in giving over Sakalacha, Alachic rulings, Shota, Rasha, Vigasruach, is foolish, wicked, and arrogant. Vamru, and it says in Ervin, anyone that runs after Kavod, a Kavod Borechimenu, honor runs away from him. So, back to this point of someone who's overly self assured in giving out. Halacha is foolish, wicked, and arrogant. It's coming from a place of arrogance for them to be so overly confident that they're not giving the proper consideration to give the psak. And it's foolish because they're going to possibly make a mistake and not take this seriously because you're thinking that I'm wiser than I actually am and I can give psak halacha and very important things. And wicked because you're giving psak, potentially the wrong psak. Um, if someone was truly God-fearing, and, and at your Shemayim, then they would avoid such a, a even possibility of giving someone the wrong Pesach, and they'd be very careful. So, it, the Mechal is being very particular here. Well, the, the Ovis is being very particular here in someone that gives over uh, Halacha in, in a very overly confident, just almost simple, easy, cheap way. Uh, it gets, it, this is a foolish, wicked, arrogant person. Vaitiv Amrod, Chazal also tells us in Psikhtarabasi, the Pasuk Mishnah tells us, do not be quick to lariv, to enter into arguments, to strife. And we can, we can darshan this out, lariv is, is written without a yud. It's, the letters, letters are lamed, resh, bees, which is the same letters as lirav, as a master, as a position of authority. What this teaches us is that we should never seek out a position of srara, of prominence, of chashivas. Don't be quick to become a rav, to become a master. Lama, why not? Pen mata sebacharisa. Because think about it. What will you do in the end when someone else embarrasses you? Tomorrow they're going to come and ask you questions beyond what you know, because you ran after the opportunity to take this position of authority. What are you going to answer them? You're, you're, you're asking for trouble. And if you think about it, it's, it's not just a play on words of loriv, Without a yud, it sounds like lorav. But someone that, that pursues positions of authority, let's say, that maybe isn't fully fit for them or is chasing them for the wrong reasons, as we'll see in a second. So a mela, machlokas, strife, disagreement will come from that. Just think of, let's say, uh, a, sh- a rub of a shul, someone that's running after the position because they want to be in the positions of, of authority, to be able to give muster to people and to feel honored and chash-chash of that they're the leader of a community. People pick up on that. People are going to see that it's not genuine, that this person isn't necessarily the perfect person for the job, and it's going to cause machlokas. 
So just to point out, it's not just Lariv without the Yud is the same letters, but even someone pursuing becoming a Rav, becoming a, a master, getting Hashemish quickly, has a very close connection to the actual real word of the, the Kree of Lariv to, uh, to fight that we shouldn't run after strife and, and machlokas. Ocham further there, it says, Rabbi Menachema, Mishim Rabbi Tanchum, Rabbi Nachama said in the name of Tanchum, anyone that accepts a position of authority in order to get personal benefit from it, is, not, is very simple, not like this adulterer. Why? Because this person is just taking gratification from the, the gufa, the body of this strange woman that he's not supposed to be with. And marriage is a, a, a mutual commitment and responsibility. Right, so someone that, that take, takes on a position of authority, it's similar. They they should be taking on responsibility, realizing that there's a commitment for them. They should be doing it altruistically, not looking for their own benefit. And oh, it's a really well-paying rub on a shabbok. I'm going to grab it. I want I want to get paid well. No, it's like someone that's stripping away all the commitment and responsibility of the relationship between man and woman, and just doing it for their own benefit. Like someone that's, that's a noeth, someone that's an adulterer. Ocham, also there it says, Amar Abiyabahu, Ani Nikresi Kadosh. Hashem says about himself, I am called Kadosh, I am, I am called Holy. Ha. In Ein Becha, Kol Amidas, Alolosh Eishbi. Meaning, if you do not possess all these traits that I possess, Lo Sikava Alecha Sarara. Do not accept for yourself a position of authority. Meaning, Hashem says, I am Kadosh, I'm Holy. So I can handle this level of authority and Chashivas and, and mastery. But if you're not holding there, then don't take that, don't jump on that responsibility. Holiness, even even in the word itself, kadosh it means kadosh means set aside, removed. Right? If someone is not holy, that means they are more selfish. They are thinking about more of themselves and what they're going to get out of things. So, someone that is not as holy is even more than more lacking the the the, the necessary ingredients for a successful leader, a successful um, master, superior. Someone that will do things not for their own benefit, but just only f- purely for the the benefit and advancement of those who they lead. Demonstrate this greatly because they needed positions to be paid. They were very poor. They needed to make money. They could a low rut of the But they didn't want to take on these positions of authority because they realized that they, they we, it's important to disdain and, and despise these positions, as we know in Mishnah's Nabos, as we've been discussing. This is indicated by what Chazal tell us. What Rabbi told the students, Do you think I'm offering you positions of authority? No, it's servitude that I'm offering you. Like we were just saying, because you take on this, this position of authority, it's not that you're doing this for your own benefit, and it's like, wow, you're so chashev, what a great gig. No, you're, you're being machnei yourself to these people. Servitude is a, is a concept in... In my, in my field of study of servant leadership, a true leader, you think about this, like two pictures, of, I've seen the visual depiction of this. So you have a leader that's, well, a leader is someone that's in charge of a group of people that's looking to accomplish a certain task, right? So in, in organizations and companies, obviously that's very relevant. So to simplify, let's say it's, it's we're in Mitzrayim and people are schlepping these massive bricks, right? So one leader can be standing on top of the brick, this massive block, and all these, his team is, 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 Schlepping this block, and he's sitting on top with a wick, cracking the whip over these slaves to make them schlep this rock. That's one type of leader. A servant leader is down on the ground with the rope, 
with his team, schlepping with them, coaching them, encouraging them. That's, that's a servant leader. So Ramalil is telling his students, I'm not giving you positions of authority. This, this, is not, this is not what I'm giving you. I'm giving you positions of slavery, of servitude, because that's what a true leader is. He's machnia themselves. He makes himself subservient to his, to his group. Woe is it unto authority, because it buries its holders, those who have authority. Because he behaved with authority, even though you know, he was part of the Ashkacha and he was meant to, but on his level, he behaved with this Rabbanus, with this authority, he died before his brothers. He was the first of the Shratim to pass away, as we see in Chazal and Marbrachos discusses that that's why he died before his brothers, because he, he used this authority too much. He behaved with authority too much. Or Bechlal, on his level. Call it over. What's the general rule? Ein harabanas ela masa gadol asher al shechem hanose oso. Authority is another, nothing, nothing other than a great burden on the shoulders of whoever is carrying it. Because as long as someone is just an individual person among his group, among the nation, among, among the people, as part of his community, so then he's just absorbed, he's like almost undistinguished among the people. Therefore, he's held accountable only for himself, what he does and what he doesn't do. It's held on him alone. But once a person is no longer just an individual in the Kalal, but he's now a Rav, or leader, a position of authority and prominence above people, so now he's held accountable not just for his own actions or inaction, but even for all those that he has authority and control over. Because this is his responsibility to monitor and, and oversee all of them, and to guide them with proper knowledge and understanding of how to live their lives, what's, what, their, what their obligations are. And to straighten their actions, straighten their ways. And if this leader does not do all this, the Pasuk says, the, the, the Pasuk says, In Devarim Rabbah, Chazal tell us, their iniquities are upon their heads, the Pasuk in Devarim says. So this Medrash quotes this Pasuk, their iniquities are upon their heads, upon your heads, meaning a position of authority is thus a grave responsibility. Their iniquities, their sins, is upon your head. Because if you undertake the responsibility of leadership, then you're taking all that responsibility upon yourself, and now you're held accountable for everyone, all these people's actions. So it's clearly a very strong point to us to only take on these these positions of authority when it's absolutely necessary and has to be done very carefully. Now we'll discuss running away from honor as we briefly quoted before from the mission of Havalavala. Honor is nothing but futile, futility of futilities, just emptiness. Which causes a person to act against his better judgment. And also against the judgment, the will of, of the Abishter. And causes him to forget all of his responsibilities, all of his obligations. One who recognizes it as such, meaning it's not something that you should be chasing after, will certainly find honor repulsive and he'll hate it. And any praise that he will give him will just be a burden for him. Why? Because when he sees people overstating their praises and applauding him for qualities that he doesn't really have, 
He's only going to be embarrassed and pained. Because it's, it's not enough. And he's thinking to himself, it's unfortunate that I lack these great qualities. But people are even heaping on, upon me false praises, which is even further embarrassing to me. They don't even have these traits, and they're praising me for these traits that I don't even have. Uh, it's how embarrassing it can be. So, running after Kavod. Do not run after, as, as the mission of us says. Whoever runs after, after Kavod, run, honor will run away from him. And by during that mission, it says, for those who run away from Kavod, Kavod will run after them. So, finishing off with the story, I may have mentioned the story in the past, but there was a, there was a chassid that came to his rabbi, and he said, Rebbe, I've been, and I, I'm not, it may have been the Kotzker, I'm not sure, the Rebbe, but he said, Rebbe, I'm, I'm, the Mishnah says if you run after, away from Kavod, then Kavod chases after you. He said, I've been running away from Kavod for, for years. Where's my Kavod? I, I don't see my Kavod chasing after me yet. Kavod hasn't come to me yet. So the Rebbe said, yeah, maybe you're running away from Kavod, but you keep looking over your shoulder to see, oh, is, it, is my Kavod here yet? Is, is, did it reach me yet? If you're looking over your shoulder for the Kavod, then, then you're missing the point. You're missing the point. You're supposed to be running away from it because you despise it. You don't want the Kavod. You want to be a servant leader. Even even if, and even if we find ourselves in positions of authority where Hashem has been mashkiach our lives to be in a position where we are responsible for others, we are responsible to take control, to lead, to provide guidance, to, to be responsible for others, it has to be done with absolute anava, with absolute subservience and servitude to those who you are leading. And if you do that, then that leader team relationship has massive chances for success. If you don't do that, so then you'll be very quick lariv to bring about the uh, um, to run away from Kavod, run away from Kavod, run away from positions of authority uh, in our pursuit of true and Yidin. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.